Welcome to the Nerd Review. This is the show where we talk about movies, TV shows, and video games. One day we're even going to get to books and comic books. So many great things to cover. Available now on YouTube, Amazon Music, and Spotify. You're listening to episode 4, and today we're talking about favorites. Movies, TV shows, video games, maybe we'll even cover a book or two today. So let's jump on in. So now when I say favorites, um, my favorites are always changing. To be honest, they change with my mood, with the season, with what's happening in my life during that week or that month. Um, You know, one year I'll have a favorite Christmas movie, but then the next year it'll be a different favorite Christmas movie. And maybe I'll watch it one or two times that season and I'll keep coming back to it. Uh, Maybe I'll watch it out of season. That's a true test of a favorite Christmas movie is if you're watching it in the middle of summer. Um, But as it's not uh, Christmas and it is the middle of summer, let's pick a comedy. So 10 out of 10 times, or maybe maybe 9 out of 10 times, if you ask me uh, what my favorite comedy is, I'm going to say Without a Paddle. From 2004, that's the original Without a Paddle, starring Matthew Lillard, Seth Green, and Dax Shepard. It's, it's a really hilarious buddy comedy about a group of friends who decide to go on an adventure uh, to honor their late childhood friend he passed away untimely and they want to you know honor him by doing what he loved these over-the-top adventures and from their childhood they used to pretend going on an expedition to find the lost treasure of db cooper the you know infamous uh plane hijacker from the 80s and so they decide to actually go on this trip um while reminiscing they find the the map that their friend actually put together and uh, he had actually wanted them to go on this trip and maybe one day find this treasure so the untrained ill-equipped group of friends decides to set out on an expedition and it it sets off to a hilarious beginning um Obviously, they're never they're never really gonna find it correctly. They go they make wrong turns. There's some antics with a bear, and uh, one of my favorite jokes. Uh, it's probably doesn't originate from this movie, but it's a uh, probably a good popularization was from this movie. Matthew Lillard's character is bending down. He's removing his shoes, and uh, Seth Green, you know, his character looks at him and says, "What are you doing?" He says, I'm, "I'm taking off my shoes. I, I run faster without my shoes." And and he re- he replies. He says, "You can't you can't outrun that bear." And, and Matthew Lillard's character, uh, Jerry, his character name was Jerry. He turns and he looks and he says, "He says uh, I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you." And I've always I've always enjoyed that joke. Um, I've heard it you know many times since since the movie. And maybe it, maybe it does originate from the movie. Um, it's hard to tell with jokes, you know, where they originate from. And maybe it's just a you know it was told in this movie and that made it that made it really popular. Um, but it it was a hilarious joke. And so the movie did pretty well on a, on a budget of 19 million. Uh, it made 73 million at the box office worldwide. Uh, it has a bit of a skewed review. Most critics don't didn't enjoy the movie, but most audiences gave it a 70% review. It's a pretty favorable review, seven out of 10 if you're looking at it on a star uh, basis, which is a really favorable score from fans. As well, it opened second uh, on its opening weekend all the way back then in 2004. Uh, coming up on a 20-year-old movie. Right now we're, we're sitting steady at 18 years since it was released. And still, to this day, a solid, solid adventure comedy, buddy comedy film. And and that'll bring us into the next favorite. We're going to move on from comedies and um, 
easily my next favorite. Um, so I'm going with, uh, let's say, the average favorite. So my favorites change so often. You know, like I said before, they change with the week, the month, the mood. Uh, maybe what I'm wearing that day influenced uh, the movie that I will say is my favorite movie. Maybe if I'm wearing, you know, a Spider-Man t-shirt and you ask me what my favorite movie is that day, maybe I'm going to say Spider-Man. You know, I'm in a Spider-Man mood. Um, but average it out uh if you ask me 10 times and i'm gonna say nine out of ten times my favorite action movie uh my favorite uh action sci-fi movie would have to go to terminator 2 hands down one of the best action movies ever made one of the best sequels ever made on par with aliens uh you know empire strikes back just one of those uh sequels that really it hit the ball out of the park and, you know, drove your expectations even higher. Um, that's something that people always talk about are the expectations when it comes to sequels. And, you know, the, the sequel never meets your expectations. And in the case of Terminator 2, um, just, you know, out of the ballpark. It was an amazing sequel. Um, in my opinion, it's the best of the franchise. It's better than Terminator 1. Um, easily, or easily, without an argument, better than Terminator 3, Salvation genesis genesis um dark fate was dark fate was a good requel uh reboot you know prequel sequel sequels just a yeah reboot sequel arguably they kind of washed their hands of everything that happened in t2 that, that sorry that's dark fate uh in dark fate they didn't really you know respect a lot of the things that were established in t2 um which is probably my biggest complaint about dark fate uh, but i digress this is a favorites uh, episode and you know we're talking about favorite movies so let's get it back to terminator 2 and why that's one of my favorite movies uh so it's my favorite action movie favorite action sci-fi is where it falls on the list of genres and i mean do we really need to even get into why it's one of my favorite action movies if you've seen the movie that's reason enough you know end of episode <laughs> but no uh let's let's look into t2 a little bit here now without getting into the nitty-gritty of the time travel and Skynet, Cyberdyne, the different aspects of the T2 story. The very brief synopsis now is that the Terminator is being sent back in time again, but instead of going after uh, Sarah Connor when she, before she's had John, uh, John's been born, and they're going to go after a young, untrained John before the bombs have dropped. But there are two Terminators, and they're both, you know, after John and as the movie begins, if you're, you know, completely uninitiated to Terminator and you've just watched the first one and you're starting the second one, it's very, who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? You, you can't, you aren't really sure. Well, you, you know that the bad, you know, that one of them is, is murdering people. So they, they kind of both appear bad guys. But one of the funny things and one of the things that you know, if you've looked at the commercials and you're just an initiated Terminator fan is that the commercials at the time um, actually completely gave away the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger was now the good guy. The um, All the commercials gave this away, not even just the movie commercials, but the, the tie-in toy franchise, because this was at a time in the 90s that our rated R movies still had toy action figure tie-ins for children. That was just the thing. This was at the time, not, not blaming the 90s. Um, and it totally gave away... The plot the there's a trailer um and if, i'll include this in the youtube um edition of this this episode um and you know arnold schwarzenegger just puts up his hand and says uh this is my bad arnold schwarzenegger impression you know i swear to not kill anyone um <laughs> it was a terrible impression but um 
it just gave away the entire plot you know he's he's the good guy he's not going to kill anybody in this in this sequel um but i find that amazing and hilarious and terrible all in the same time as as a huge uh lamenter somebody who laments um lamenter i'm not sure if that's even a word um about trailers i they're not my favorite if this is an episode about favorites trailers are not my favorite i like teasers i like short sweet get me excited show me some you know cool images maybe a, a hero a superhero landing pose or something something dramatic you know but not not a two minute summary of your movie this isn't a book report i don't need to know all the revelations and the plot points before i even sit down so um i digress again trailers are terrible not my favorite but all that was spoiled in the trailer so if you've seen the trailer you're 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 a little bit uh, you know you know more than you should already which is really unfortunate when james cameron does so much in the service of foreshadowing and he worked so hard to give these little hints and nods for the true fans who are not true fans but the the f folks who are really paying attention and picking up on these small details and it's something that's really fun to go back and watch and you know what to look for um you know on your second or your third watch and it's unfortunate that those trailers had to go and spoil all of those those things in in t2 um because some of the foreshadowing is amazing um you know small little things uh in the second movie you know when the when the liquid uh metal terminator shows up you know he he shows up at the door of uh, the foster parents looking for um john and he realizes that arnold schwarzenegger's terminator has already visited the family but they're left alive you know this he's not killing everybody all of a sudden in the first terminator movie if arnold schwarzenegger had visited you uh you were you know you were a blood smear on the wall and there was little things like that um it was also done in the way that in the first introduction, uh, in when the liquid Terminator shows up, he doesn't look like a Terminator. He looks more like Kyle Reese did, um, the human from the first Terminator movie. And he doesn't, you know, rip the cop's head off. It's arguable that he just punched him in the stomach, you know, gave him a good gut shot and rendered him unconscious. Obviously, we know that he probably used his liquid metal, uh, you know, hand to skewer that poor officer and stole his clothes, which I also thought was funny because if he did skewer him, he would be wearing clothes with like a giant cut out in the middle that were probably bloodstained. So it is arguable that maybe he just punched him really hard and crushed all his organs. I don't know which one's better. Maybe we can do a poll on that. Stabbed in the stomach or have all your organs crushed by a Terminator. Which the answer to that poll would be, of course, C, all of the above, and they're equally terrible. All that to say, you know, that uh, trailers are bad and foreshadowing is really good when it's done, when it's done properly. And James Cameron, he does it very well. And uh, so let's get back to just, you know, the breakdown of the movie and what I, why I think it's a favorite, why it's one of my favorite, why it is my favorite action movie. It's in my list of favorites. Um, so my probably my favorite scene, easily my favorite scene, is the reintroduction the, at the very top of the movie of Arnold Schwarzenegger's T-800. He's a, you know, he's a new version of the same model, and he's been again sent back in the past. And you know, he walks in again, buck naked, and this time he's walking into this biker bar. And from the moment that that cigar is put out on his chest, and bikers just start flying around, and the score 
is you know bad to the bone is playing and it's just amazing and then you know he just walks out you know the shot of the boots he walks out of the biker bar and you know he's fixing his outfit and it's just the black on black you know it's absolutely amazing you know the guy comes out with a shotgun you know you can't can't take a man's clothes in his bike and he just snatches the gun away from him and takes his sunglasses and gets on the bike and it's just it, I mean, it goes down in history, right? It's one of the best movies ever, and that it has to start on one of the best scenes, right? And that was one of the best scenes. Just absolutely amazing. And that is what the movie is, amazing. And from there, it just gets more and more amazing. And my next favorite amazing scene uh, is the beginning of the chase scene from the mall. You know, they, you know, John is spotted and... You know, at this point, if you hadn't seen the trailers or if you're just seeing the movie, you don't know why, you know, Robert Patrick's character, why this cop, you know, impersonating cop is, is looking for John. And you know that Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, he's a Terminator, uh, you know, at least you knew he was a Terminator from the last movie. And this is where... You know, things start to really happen. Bullets start flying. And that scene with the, the rose box, you know, reveal for the shotgun and the bullets start flying, the slowdown of the turnaround when, you know, he, you know, John turns around and sees Arnold Schwarzenegger and, you know, the, the sound distortion, this entire, the vision for this entire scene is absolutely amazing. And that leads, you know, out of the the mall down into the parking garage and then the dirt bike and then out of onto the street and into the culvert um yeah i think it's a cult no it's a it's a storm drain yeah and into the storm drain i think i believe that's what it is in la they have storm drains and you know you see arnold now on his on his you know stolen motorcycle and you know they're going you know it's just it's it's high speed amazing high speed amazingness and then then the semi truck enters the scene and you just see that slow motion of it careening off the overpass and down into the storm drain and the sparks are flying and i mean the movie doesn't have a moment of of calm from here on in i mean there are calm scenes yes but the stakes are just ever growing and then there's the the armageddon dream and you know meeting these people that you know sarah has met over the years and how john has lived and she's put together this arsenal and she's become this like militant leader woman as john i believe as john says and it's just amazing this is an amazing movie i'm gushing at this point because i'm looking over some of the scenes and some of the information and it's just making me want to turn turn this off click stop and just go watch terminator 2 again because it's just that that good of a movie um so from there, you know, it gets into the the time travel at the end of the movie a little bit. They don't really focus on the time travel in these movies, which is probably for the best, because depending on which version you see. So if you ever see the um, director's cut version at the end of this movie, James Cameron, he, he closes it up. You know, he writes uh, the happily ever after the end. It's a completely different ending in the director's version and it's it's pretty obvious why the studio preferred their theatrical ending of you know rolling asphalt and you know da -da 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 -da. and and it left the book open in the the theatrical version because they time travel and there was more to be told in in their minds and in the third movie and salvation and what would come then they they maybe they focus too much on the time travel definitely in genesis and dark fate they double down, triple down. They're just going for broke on 
keep sending them into the past. We'll keep changing the past. We'll keep changing time. And maybe Skynet will win or we'll have Skynet become Genesis. And then it just it just snowballed from there. Going into the Terminator franchise, the timeline, this really this could be an entire other episode. And for that matter, probably will be. We'll do an entire episode on Terminator and Arnold Schwarzenegger and the amazingness of Terminator and, and what its legacy is. But today, this episode, this is a favorites episode. Um, so I'm going to focus on why it's my favorite. Now, Terminator 2 in Canada is not rated R. It's rated R in the States. But in Canada, our rating systems are a bit lower. Um, we have you know lower criteria for what makes an adult movie, what makes a horror movie. Um, and and that's that's where T2 falls. It's PG-13. So if you go all the way back to my first viewing, um, I'm very impressionable, very impressionable and nostalgic. And you know, I see a movie once, and it makes this this impression. And I'm I'm a I'm a fan for life. Now, when it comes to Terminator 2: Judgment Day, I was exceedingly young, probably in the first grade when I saw Terminator 2. Uh, to put that in perspective, that would have been six, seven years old uh, watching T2. And before anybody jumps out of their seat, it's the early 2000s. There's no parental controls on Netflix. You're coming home after school and there's movies all over the place. There's VHS tapes and DVDs readily available. You can pop one in the DVD player, click play and just sit down and watch all sorts of inappropriate materials. It's not to say that I didn't have parental guidance or supervision, but there was always a time and a place and a moment for you to squirrel away and watch something, you know, a little bit inappropriate. And that was Terminator 2 for me. It became an obsession of mine. It was one of my favorite movies. And I would watch it on repeat and I would finish the movie and I would rewind and I would start it again to the point where I burned the VHS tape the actual tape in the cassette burned and I needed a new one. At that point, I got the Terminator 2 DVD. Uh, it's, you know, early 2000s and DVDs are taking over and I would just watch it on anything. We, my brother, um, at the time he had a portable DVD player that we would take on vacation and I was, I was thrilled because now I could, I could watch Terminator 2 in the backseat of the car on a tiny, um, you know, not much bigger than a Game Boy Advance, maybe two Game Boy Advance screens put together, and it had terrible glare, very barely any backlight, so you could only watch it in specific settings. Um, it was best at night if you're trying to watch it during the day, just total glare. Um, but all of these uh, interactions with the media, with the movie, they add to my. Uh, experience and it's funny because I'm, I'm staring at the movie poster and on the movie poster it says it's nothing personal but as I'm explaining this all I feel is that it's it's all personal that's that's what makes it a favorite movie it's not just the fact that it's Terminator 2 and oh it's a great movie it's a great action movie it has a great score and it has great action and it has these great actors who went on to have these great careers um, to me it's more than that it is personal and uh, it's it's a connection with the movie on a, on a deeper level and that deeper connection that that's what resonates to me that's what makes it um a favorite movie um, you know that I'm, i'll watch it this year next year five years from now um maybe it was maybe it makes my review or my categorization of the movie as being a favorite a five-star film is a bit biased or you know a bit 
whatever we word you want to use you know maybe a movie that i saw when i was five six seven years old um and i saw it and it was a great day it was a great experience maybe i went with my friends to the theater and we watched this movie and everybody else thinks it's it's a terrible movie critics think it's a one star it's a it's a certified terrible movie on every review platform but in my experience what resonated with me isn't just the movie it's how i experienced the movie and that experience in my in my opinion um greatly affects how i rate the movie and so the younger i am the more likely i am to have think to have thought and to still think that it's a great movie uh, which leads to wonderful debates and conversations with people who lament that I have, uh, that I think that most of the wor world's worst movies are some of the greatest movies that I will champion and that I recommend the most. And I know that doesn't pertain specifically to um, Terminator 2. Terminator 2 is obviously a great movie, um, but there are lots of other movies, um, lots of other movies that couldn't fill that example, fill those shoes. And I just say that as a, as a reminder to enjoy all sorts of cinema. And uh, it, it goes hand in hand with this analogy of just, that's what makes a movie a favorite. Why it's a favorite. And why favorites are so interesting. They're so diverse. My favorite might not be your favorite. And you know, that's something that I hit on before. Don't yuck my yum. Don't yuck their yum. The fact that it's a favorite means that that person enjoyed their experience with the film and that that in and of itself should be respected um, regardless of whether we have the same opinion on whether or not it's a good movie um, I can get past that and I can acknowledge that somebody enjoyed that film and that they might think of it as a favorite and even my own list of favorites varies so much some of my favorite movies my five-star movies might be Terminator 2, right next to Without a Paddle, right next to um, something that has zero stars or one star or half a star. And on my page, my review page on the Nerd Review, I'm going to put it as five stars. And every, the whole world can yell at me and tell me that it's not a five-star movie, five-star movie. But I, I will brush them off and I will continue to rate it as a five-star movie. And if there are two other people or five other people in the group, in the room, that also think it's a five-star movie, then that's great for us. We'll find each other. We'll have a great time. We'll laugh. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't mind making fun of a movie, um, even if it's my favorite movie. Uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, screen junkies on YouTube. They're, it's a great channel. Um, they got, they do honest trailers and, you know, one of my favorite things is to, uh, a movie that I love is to watch, you know, uh, you know, some, somebody does a movie, you know, like there's a terrible uh, review. Uh, this is the most terrible movie ever. And it could be for my favorite movie. It could be for Terminator 2. It could be for Without a Paddle. And I'm going to watch it because I, I value the opinion of what, why did they think it's a terrible movie? And maybe I'll laugh at, oh yeah, you know, that was a bad part of the movie or that joke was terrible or they did a terrible job of this A, B, and C. But my experience was still good. So, you know, and I laughed from, you know, this point in the movie to this point in the movie. So I'm still gonna rate it favorably. 
And that's what's great about favorites. And that's going to be the wrap for today's episode. This has been episode four of the Nerd Review. It's been the episode on favorites. We only covered two favorites. They were both movies. I know I said at the top we were going to cover other things. But you quickly deep dive into two different topics. And we're looking at already 25 minutes just of the podcast version. The YouTube version is going to need some editing. And it's going to come in at like 25. Seven, twenty, almost 30 minutes at this point I still have to do the editing um, and that's it's another ballpark so gonna wrap up the episode here I hope everyone enjoyed this episode I hope you enjoyed the previous episodes and I hope you enjoy the upcoming episodes uh, it's been a blast I'm learning so much video editing sound processing all the editing all the processing social media you can find the podcast you can find the nerd review on RSS on YouTube you can find it on Amazon Music, on Spotify, and you can find The Nerd on social media. That's me. You can find me on Instagram, on Twitter. So it's the, the Nerd Review underscore podcast or just The Nerd Review. And look me up, add me. Totally friendly. Looking for have a conversation. You can drop me a comment. You can drop a review. Also, thenerdreview.ca. That's the website. It's also live. You'll find all of this content there. And that's it. That's been the episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. So this is a wrap and this is the end of episode four. This is the nerd signing off.